has this ever happened to you? It's the week before your period and you're talking with a friend and you're sharing how you have been feeling and you're telling her, okay, this week is so rough. The anxiety is so high. I don't know how to function at work. I don't know how to be normal with people. I feel so overwhelmed. I don't know how I'm going to get through this week. Don't know what's up with my relationship. I want to break up. I'm done. And her response to you is, oh, that's just PMS. Where does that leave you? Does it, does it make you feel better? Does it make you feel worse? Do you question it? Is it just kind of like, a, okay, I, I, I guess so. Okay. And you move on. Or does it make you wonder? Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's just PMS. So if you've ever been in that place before where someone has labeled your symptoms, your anxiety, your overwhelm, your feelings of debilitation as quote unquote, just PMS, I'm going to dive into that today. And we're going to talk about, is it just PMS and what else could it be? Or what can you say in response to that? And how can you navigate that, that journey of PMS, premenstrual anxiety, PMDD, all the stuff. So let's jump into it. Is the anxiety you get the week before your period feeling too much? Are you just wanting more calm and peace in your mind so that you can feel quote unquote normal again? If this sounds familiar, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Premenstrual Anxiety Solutions, a holistic and faith-based podcast for women with premenstrual anxiety. I'm Loren, a nurse, reflexologist, Jesus follower, mom, and PMDD warrior. My mission is to help you navigate the turbulence of premenstrual anxiety through things like understanding your cycle, grounding your identity in God, hearing stories from other women, learning nutrition hacks, and so much more, so that you can have more peace and calm in your life. So, if you're ready to get on up from under your duvet, been there, and start this journey together, I encourage you to keep listening. Let's get started. So maybe you can relate to that story that you have been in a conversation with someone and maybe you're even reluctant just to share those symptoms because women's health, stigma, taboo, right? All of that. And you're being, you're being vulnerable already by just sharing like this, this week is a lot harder. Like I've I've been noticing this pattern that there's more anxiety, more overwhelm. I just can't do the things that I normally can during other times of the month. And when someone just writes you off as, oh, you're, you're just going through PMS or that's just a women's issue. You just have to, you just have to grin and bear it. And that's just so non-validating, non-affirming. And the first thing I want to say is whether it is PMS or something different or whatever is going on in the week or two before your period, I just want to say that those symptoms are real and what you're feeling is real. You're not crazy and it's not just a women's issue and you have to deal with it and suck it up princess kind of deal you're just being moody no those are just nice pat answers for people who don't want to help you and who are just don't have the the insight into this issue and don't seem to want to get the insight into this issue so I just want to say that I see you 
and your symptoms are real and there are lots of studies lots of studies out there that show that PMS PMDD it's real and and whether or not the cause is completely understood I think just alone how a woman feels that should be enough of a validation that we don't have to have a hundred research studies that say yes this these women like research obviously helps and it and it's gonna help move the needle for treatment and care for women who are struggling with premenstrual issues but symptoms alone and what women are experiencing especially if it's so cyclical and related to the menstrual cycle symptoms alone are just it's it's validating or and it's and what you're experiencing is real so I wanted to break down the differences with PMS and PMDD and truth be told there the research is limited but there like I said there is more and more research coming out every day and basically um, with PMS it's not completely understood there's a lot of speculation that it's it's just hormonal imbalances, hormonal fluctuation, changes in hormones, sensitivity to hormones. But some people just say like, hey, we don't actually know what's going on with women during this time. But in I have a book that I got from a secondhand store and I it's just gold. I love it. It's called Women's Health Matters and it's all about the gender differences when it comes to disease and health for women compared to men and there's it's so interesting because it talks about the beginning and in the introduction how most research studies have been done on men and basically the reason for that is because women are can become pregnant or have menstrual cycles and so they're a lot more complicated and but the truth is and I think it says it in this book men are not just Um, how do they phrase it Um, women are not just men with boobs and tubes (laughs) and I love that I love that because it's true women are not just oh it's just a man and oh no but we got some some boobs some breasts and some some tubes some fallopian tubes in there ah yeah they're basically the same but as crazy as that is that's how the research community has been treating research when when trying to figure out how medication and treatment affects affects people it's just mostly been done on men because women are a bit more complicated with menstrual cycles and pregnancy so that's just a little interesting thing for you to ponder but yeah in this book she talks about a guy named (laughs) Dr. Guy Abraham (laughs) and he's a doctor and he talks about four different categories of symptoms of PMS and I'm not going to get into them but basically it's just talking that there are four different categories and the symptoms are going to come up differently and he explains the reasons why these different symptoms are coming up and most of it is related to fluctuations or different fluctuations in hormones so Um, I'll just give the first one, PMS-A, anxiety. This is the most common type of PMS with symptoms including mood swings, irritability, anxiety, and tension. And the suggested cause is an imbalance of estrogen and progesterone. So too much estrogen and not enough progesterone. And so he breaks down the other 
other um, categories as well. But that's just uh, that's just an interesting uh, way to look at it. That it's not just oh, write it off as complete hormonal imbalance. No, they're like depending on what your symptoms are, this is probably what's going on in your body. So I'll put a link in the show notes that is talking about the four different categories, but I'm also going to do an episode about it too, because this in and of itself, I think is really useful information just to know of what, based on what symptoms you have, how to work through it and what treatments you can do. So that's a bit about PMS and premenstrual premenstrual dysphoric disorder that is more severe version of PMS based on more severe symptoms that are psychological, psychologically related. So that could mean a lot more anxiety, a lot more depression and rage and just all of those things that seem to be amplified in that luteal phase. And a big part of it is it disrupts your day, your work life, your relationships so that you don't necessarily know how to function and another good resource that I am keen to share with you is it's called the International Association for Premenstrual Disorders it's IAPMD and that's IAM or sorry IAPMD.org and they have lots of great resources about premenstrual disorders so PMDD um, premenstrual exasperation as well which I'll share about that as well in a different episode but and that's I'll just say that's usually you have an underlying mood disorder like anxiety or depression but then it gets exasperated in that luteal phase so but PMDD based on what IAPMD <laughs> says is it's not just a hormonal imbalance that's going on with your body it's actually a hormonal sensitivity so it's a severe negative reaction in your brain to the rise and fall of estrogen and progesterone so that's different that it's not just it's not just an imbalance but there's actually a, a sensitivity in your brain to the hormones that are going rising falling throughout your menstrual cycle so that when you're in that premenstrual phase and you're you're hormones may be in balance they may not be but they may be balanced but it's just your brain being like oh my goodness what are all these hormones doing and I'm just gonna pile on some anxiety and all of that so that's a bit about PMDD and I'm gonna also go into what the diagnosis of that entails so it's a bit complex I just have it pulled up on my phone and I'm going to go through it but the diagnostic criteria for PMDD, so this is from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. So that is basically where all diagnoses of mental, mental health issues exist. And PMDD is in there, which is really cool that it, they recognize it actually as a mental disorder. So this is the criteria that you have to meet in order to be diagnosed with premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So in the majority of your menstrual cycle, so it's happening not just one cycle, but it's like consistently happening, uh, at least five symptoms must be present in the final week before the onset of menses. So basically it's the week before your period and you're getting these symptoms and then 
they start to improve. The symptoms start to improve within a few days after the onset of your period and become minimal or absent in the week post-period. So it's really just in that premenstrual phase that these symptoms are coming out. So what are the symptoms? One or more of the following symptoms must be present. So one, marked affective lability. So um, mood swings, feeling suddenly sad or tearful or increased sensitivity to rejection. Number two, marked irritability or anger or increased interpersonal conflicts. Number three, markedly depressed mood, feelings of hopelessness or self depreciating thoughts. Number four, marked anxiety, tension, and our feelings of being keyed up or on edge. And then the next part of that is, so you have to have at least one of those in order to have PMDD. But then the next part of it is one or more of the following symptoms must additionally be present to reach a total of five symptoms when combined with symptoms from the last category that I shared. So one, decreased interest in usual activities, subjective difficulty in concentration, lethargy, easy fat- fatigability, you're, you're fatigued easily, or marked lack of energy, marked change in appetite, overeating, or specific food cravings, hypersomnia or insomnia, so you're sleeping too much, you're not sleeping enough, sense of being overwhelmed or out of control, physical symptoms such as breast tenderness or swelling, joint or muscle pain, a sensation of bloating or weight gain. So let me just break that down. So in that first list that, so basically all of those symptoms that I shared, you have to have at least five of them. And one or more of that five needs to be from those first five that I shared. So a lot of the, the mood, the mood, um, issues that are going on. So the anxiety or the feelings of hopelessness. And from there, if that's happening consistently throughout most of your cycles, and it's happening in that week before your period, and then it gets better when you have your period and then, or starts to get better when you have your period and then pretty much goes away after your period, then that could mean that you have PMDD. So like I said, it's, it's tricky because, um, even with labeling, like diagnoses and all of that, sometimes, sometimes we question ourselves, like even for me, like before officially launching this podcast, I was like, I was like questioning, I was like, well, did I actually have PMDD? And I had to call my mom and just be like, mom, what were my symptoms again? Like what was going on in high school and what was happening during this time of my life? And it was just, it just became very apparent that I was like, yes, yes, I, I have PMDD. Like, like I, I don't have it right now because I'm in postpartum and PMDD is so related to our menstrual cycles. So yes, I've struggled with postpartum anxiety and that's also just a sensitivity to hormones. And there's a lot of hormones going on in my body. (laughs) And so it makes sense that, um, that I would struggle with postpartum anxiety if, anxiety is what I struggle with most of the time in that premenstrual phase. So I, while it's important to know what you're dealing with, I also just don't want you to feel like, oh, well, I don't have PMDD or I haven't been diagnosed with this. So therefore I, I, you know, I, I must be, it's probably not as bad as so-and-so or, um, it's, it's manageable or I can, I can cope or, 
if it's if it's something that is impacting your day-to-day whether it's whether we want to call it PMS or PMDD but it's something like anxiety or overwhelm or intrusive thoughts or whatever it is if it's affecting you regularly then I just want to validate that I want to validate that there's something going on and and that's okay like there's something going on and that doesn't mean you necessarily need a diagnosis. If you get one, great. Like then that might be the next step in your wellness journey. But if it just means having a bit more insight into what's going on in your body with a diagnosis or not, um, then that's great. I think that's, that's where we as women need to start moving towards that. We just have an awareness of what's going on in our body and we're curious and we're asking questions and we're not just writing it off as, well, I guess I'm, I'm a woman and I have to suffer with this and poo-poo kind of deal. And, and that's often what culture has told us and patriarchy and all of that. But I don't, I don't think that's true. And I don't think we have to suffer. And again, Exodus 3, I just come back to it again and again that God sees oppression and pain and trial and he is concerned and he wants to rescue he wants to redeem he wants to bring us to a good and spacious land so if having a bit more insight into what's going on or a lot more insight let's let's be real just insight into what's going on on with our bodies our menstrual cycles if that's going to make it so that you can function in your day-to-day experiences at your work with your relationships that you're not on this roller coaster every single cycle wondering what the heck is going on with me if it's going to move you in that direction then awesome and that's what I'm here for and I hope that's what you're here for too just to learn and grow and to have understanding of what our bodies are doing what our minds are doing what our hormones are doing and then move in the direction towards what we can do to help it and to improve it so Thank you for joining me today and I hope this all made sense. If if you have any questions or need any clarification, you can always send me a message on you can do Instagram at herbodysings or send me an email at lorencollins at herbodysings.com and we can we can have a conversation more about it. So thank you again for joining me and I hope it was helpful. All right, take care. Also, before I go, I know I have a disclaimer at the end of my exit on the podcast, but I just want to share, this is just for educational purposes only. Like, it's great to have the resources and the tools to know what to show to your primary care provider, to the naturopath, or whoever you're working with, to your counselor, and say, like, hey, I learned about this today, and I'm wondering based on the symptoms that she talked about, based on the categories, based on this study. And I've kind of been tracking what I've, what I've been going through. I'm wondering if this is what's going on. So I just want to, just want to make that very clear that I am not diagnosing you with PMDD, (laughs) but I just want to give you the resources that this is what, this is what they use to diagnose it. And this is what, um, the research out there or studies or doctors have said about PMS and hormonal hormonal imbalances and sensitivities so use this this knowledge these resources to bring to bring it to your healthcare provider and say hey look at this this is what's going on um, maybe we can figure out next next 
options or or just have some some clarity in that so just want to be really clear about that and open okay now take care <laughs> thanks friend that's it for today thank you so much for being here with me if you have a friend who would benefit from hearing this episode or podcast send it their way and if this helped or encouraged you i would love it if you left me a review on apple podcast this helps get this golden information into the right ears and is really the best way for you to say thank you when you leave me a review i'll also share it right on the podcast Lastly, please know that this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of your primary care provider. By listening, you are agreeing to the full disclaimer linked in the show notes. All right, take care, friend.